Welcome to Fat Mascara. It's Jess. I'm Jen. I'm always Jen. We are rocking and rolling here today. We're back in the studio together. I know it's been a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. We've got some big beauty headlines. This week was massive. Beauty news. And then we're going to talk about acrylic nail, something that's interested me lately. Who's our guest? Our guest is Renee Rouleau, who flew in from Texas just for us, and I feel so, so special. And we're going to ask her a lot of listener questions, and then just, I got really deep into picking skin and pores and, you know, trigger warning, right? A little bit for this this interview. It's a great one. I I needed a warning. I didn't know it was going to be like that. Um, Yeah, I can't wait. Let's get to it. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. If you listen to this podcast, you know better than anyone that there are so many daily skincare products that claim to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. But the question is, how do you know which products actually work? You know what I like to see? Good science and some clinical studies that take the guesswork away. Well, Ritual does that. Ritual's Hyacera is a once-daily skin supplement clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. How do I know? Well, I asked the company to see the studies. You know me. I'm usually skeptical of supplements unless I get to see the receipts, and Ritual's Hyacera has them. Ritual works with world-class certification bodies to validate their products, and their clinical study showed that taking the Hyacera supplement led to a 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. I've gotten into the habit of taking it daily, and I've really noticed a difference in my skin texture. Ritual supplements are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Ritual is also a female-founded B Corps, meaning they're holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. And did I mention how good my skin looks since I've been taking Hyacera? I think I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off.
So beauty headlines, first up is a little bit, we made some headlines. Well, Estee Laundry made headlines talking about bullying in the beauty industry. And Jess and I weighed in last week, and you guys sure weighed in too. Um, And we thought we wouldn't be good journalists if we didn't go to Estee Laundry and ask them to comment. Or she or he or whoever they are. They, we still mm-hmm. don't know. But lovely Estee Laundry did get back to us and has a comment. It was like getting a message from like Oz. I was like, so you know, excited. Right? <laughs> we, they we, do exist. We wrote to them and, and we did invite them on the show. But, um, you know, I think for obvious reasons, they didn't they didn't take us up on that. But they did give us a written statement, which we also said was an option. Yeah. So I'm going to read it. OK, it's a little bit long, but just stay with me. We are a guerrilla movement. Our... This is Estee Laundry, by the way. (laughs) We are a guerrilla movement. Our aim is to provide a platform for people to share their stories and be a catalyst for change. We think it's important to listen to the victims of harassment and believe them. Bullying is a form of harassment, and most victims suffer quietly, unable to defend themselves. As evidenced from the hundreds of stories we shared, these experiences experiences have a permanent negative impact on these victims' physical and emotional well-being. Can I keep going? Sure. Okay, because there's there's quite a bit more. Um, Complaints to HR only seem to get them blacklisted or terminated. We think it's important to draw attention to these stories and give the victims a voice. As with all of our stories, we share them anonymously. And if it's a specific accusation, we do the necessary checks to ensure that they've worked for that company. Oh, okay. So they are doing a little Mm -hmm, bit of that. mm -hmm. That's good. As with any stories of harassment, it's impossible for us to have physically witnessed these stories. We choose to believe the victims and give them a platform to share their stories. And as with all of our posts and stories, we always tag the brands involved giving them the opportunity to refute these claims and or share their side of the story. That's a very good point, too. So far, only one brand, Birchbox, has publicly addressed this issue as of today. Good for Birchbox. Recording time. Um, None of the others, even when prompted by the media, have made an official statement to claim that these allegations aren't true. We wonder why. Full stop. Okay, what do we think? Love Estee Laundry. I think... Uh, they really addressed what, what my issue was, which is that they don't check the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess the way that you can check it via Instagram is to tag the brand. <laughs> That's a very good point because it's not they want them to know that they're calling them out, giving them the opportunity mm-hmm. to show their side of the story. And also, I don't I don't want to be a victim non-believer. Of course, I want to be. I want to assume these people are telling the truth. And that's a very good point. We should work from a place of we believe them first until proven otherwise, not the other way around. Do I you think know what everyone I mean? should. I think they should be listened to and taken seriously. Yes. I don't know if I le- read something and necessarily think it's true. Oh, my God. No, but you I'm know, saying, like, let's nail this company tr- to the cross. Like innocent till proven guilty kind of thing. Like I'm saying, like right or you guilty think they're till well pro- intentioned. Maybe we're no, not because I'm saying they're guilty till for. I I think that yeah I I think it's take all of every request not request every complaint seriously yeah and I think um you know if somebody said something against me that was bad I would take it seriously you know even if I thought that it was BS because I don't want that kind of you know bad juju around my right. life and if they're you know? not and if they're not Coming back to Estee Laundry and defending themselves, you got to think that might be because they don't want you to know what's really it going on. It could be legal. It could yeah. be, you know, who knows. But what I um, what I do think is, you know, I, I don't know if I said this clearly the last time because I was just kind of like riffing because that's that's our show. But I I have seen the bullying firsthand. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. It doesn't make me happy. Um, I don't think that going to HR and I'm not ta- speaking a specific job is like you know, always works out. It doesn't very often. So I'm happy that there's a platform that's that's bringing this issue to a head. Um, I'm hoping that 
companies are looking inwards and actually making change, not just doing like a seminar about like caring about each other. I think people just need to be more decent in general. Yeah. Um, but I I think the thing that made me uncomfortable, if anyone picked that up in the last episode and the, the comments are just starting to roll in, yeah. is, you know, I get nervous about this kind like the, where the culture is going, which is like, you suck and you suck. And, you know, cancel like... Cancel culture. Yeah, yeah can, cancel culture. But um, I think we can have transparency and being and getting these issues out in the table and at the same time. So I'm not trying mm-hmm. to snuff them out. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Thanks, Estee Laundry. Thank you. We I was really excited to hear you. from you guys. And, and the offer's still open. If you want to, <laughs> if you ever want to be non-anonymous, you know where to we come. We can disguise your voice, guys. <laughs> guys, just come on in. Yeah. And we'll, sure. I think you can come in like Pussy Riot with those things on, with the little, <laughs> you know, masks. <laughs> like, I will or respect like dead, the anonymity. Or like a dead mouse, like yeah, DJ. Totally. Mouse I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, we'll work it out. But yeah. um, no, important issue. Okay. Another big hot topic is tell me a headline oh my god ka-ching ka-ching tiffany masterson drunk elephant <laughs> who hasn't how much, how much so when she came on the show she alluded and i knew at the time mm-hmm. they were in talks with a, a bunch and it's been reported that Day lauder was in talks um, yes that the was big the other winner big winner chicken dinner is shiseido corporation shiseido. who purchased it for i believe 845 million and the interesting thing to me was a 100 percent Steak. This isn't a minority steak. So she has a boss now, and that boss is Mark. Yeah, Ray. and it's it'll be interesting to see how. And we've talked to other founders as they've sold their companies mm-hmm. and see whether they stay on and how it is working with a big corporate company. So we will continue to report on this because we know it's a brand you guys are very much interested in. Um, and we'll see what Shiseido has to do with. That, I th- right? I think there's a lot of yeah. Some people are nervous. The formulas are going to change. Some people. Um, I don't have any information on this yet, but I'll get it for you guys. Some people are nervous about them selling in China, like you know, oh, uh, with a yes. big, you know, it, as part of a bigger conglomerate. Does have a distribution in China? They, I think Some they distribute brands. in China, yeah. Drunk Elephant, but um, they do it through this way. And I'll come back to you guys with more information because you know I'm certainly interested in this. They do it in this way where, like, they can bypass the testing. And what she's referring to is in order to sell in China, you do have to do yes. animal testing Thank for the you, government. Jen. It's If you've listened to the podcast, you've heard us talk about it a million yeah. times. But more on that, huh? It's You know, I thought I was like, this is an unheard of figure. But Too Faced and It Cosmetics were both sold for more. Right. Over a billion. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So... For if they have a hundred, I believe they have about a hundred million. It's reported in sales last year, so it doesn't seem as crazy. Yeah, but I just don't have those numbers in my life. All right, I certainly don't. It's nail talk with Jessica from Jersey. Hi. I'm like, we're kidding. We're kidding. We're not starting I'm this. I'm from New Jersey. I can say these things. All right. Let's talk. Let's it's talk like, about like Linda nails. Richmond coffee talk. Okay. Yeah. For any any of you 90s babies. But it's acrylics. And that's why okay, I did so it's that. acrylics. Okay. I'll take the first time I heard acrylic was my grandfather's girlfriend, Sophie. Sophie Goldberg, <laughs> R.I.P., babe. Okay, R.I.P. <laughs> she was she was great. She and I were at the piano at my house and I was showing her like whatever little chopsticks or thing I learned uh-huh. to release, like really yeah, bad. Yeah. And she she used her hands to show me how like to do something, like scales uh-huh. or whatever. And they were these 
beautiful frosted salmon talons. Oh, do we have a squoval? What was they the were tip? like they think they were like squoval. They were not square. They were I thought they were the most elegant hands I've oh ever my God, seen. I love it. I love Gorgeous it. and thick. Yes. But not like unhealthy thick. No, but like that that domed nail. Yes, and they made this wonderful clicking sound oh. that was definitely like ASMR for me at that time On against the, piano the keys. keys. I can hear it in my head. Yeah, it was it was Awesome. And I said, I like, I love your nails. And I, you know, and I said, I wanted those nails. She goes, they're acrylics. And she's like, powder and blah, blah, blah. And she explained how it worked. Yeah. And to me, it was like magic. Then acrylics went away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. And then I saw my friend Laura um, at Pretty Connected mm-hmm. the other day. And she had these gorgeous nails. I put them on her Instagram story. And I said, what, what are those? And she said, they're acrylics. I said, get out of town. They're bad. Get out of town. Actually, they kind of never the, went anywhere ne- in a lot of circles. Some people just do it. So it's like acrylic refer- refers to a product, okay? They were from the 1970s. And they originally included dental polymers. So if you want to go back to our Jan Arnold episode, mm-hmm. remember she talked about that, how like a lot of the technology was for, you know, like in the dental world. So these were deemed unsafe by the FDA. And then in 1979, there was this liquid and powder system created by C&D called the Solar Nail Liquid and Powder System. And then this was like kind of the safer version of how to do acrylics. Yeah, that's that's how I'm getting and it. And CND is Jan, Jan Arnold's company, so that all makes sense. I think her d- dad was a dentist. They <laughs> he brought was, that technology he was, I think to, so. to everyone. Um, also, I should let you know who is giving me this all this wonderful information. Please it's do. Roxanne from CND. Sorry. Oh, thanks, Roxanne. So, yeah, so I just have to thank you, Roxanne. Um, so a lot of salons still use the term acrylics. It's actually outdated verbiage, and it has like negative connotations. Because I asked a few nail artists about acrylics, and they're like, I don't do acrylics. Because they have to be sanded off there and there was a lot of there could be damage to the nail bed these are the old way of thinking and what and what's the case well, now? the modern sophisticated term is called nail enhancements according okay. to cnd okay. and they can be created with liquid or powder gel so let's just get into if you're still kind of scrunching your nose and you're thinking i don't like acrylics it's really dangerous let me show you how it works it's a liquid and a powder it's an application method where this like nail polish brush is like dipped into a monomer and then a polymer. This is getting very sciencey, mm-hmm. And it, it creates a creamy bead, which is like oh my the God, most I disgusting love thing to think about. them spread the bead out on the nail. Oh, you've seen it? Of course. Okay. The bead is placed onto the nail and then shaped and molded with the brush oh, to create the so desired satisfying. shape and length. Like Sophie Gold took Sophie Goldberg's um, specifications. That's so <laughs> satisfying to watch. So the powder it looks like a little mochi, you know, mochi yes, the, the ice cream. Yeah. yeah. So it's the powders are available in clear and pinks and whites and all kinds of colors. And the pros are this. Ready? You get the drama. You can design it. And it's very hard and strong, which is actually great for weak nails. Mm-hmm. But the cons are you it really requires a pro. This is not something you want to get your corner shop or like Suzy Q's like organic nail salon. Like mm-hmm. this is like a very like specific skill. It has a very strong odor. It's yeah, for the person who puts on the acrylics, there's mm-hmm. also that's I think where the some of the dangers were with breathing in some of those fumes all the time. So yeah, I think it's more for the technicians than it is the, for the exactly. person. But the other problem is where the hell do you get acrylic nails? How do you find a good person? I love that you think they're all over the place still. I, I no, I well, maybe I'm talking to like, you know, like new wave schmance people. I want to say the younger set, but that sounds very ageist, but I just think our younger generation of nail artists are not necessarily trained in acrylic. So I did. <laughs> I'm getting validation from Luca, who is our <laughs> resident, like, no. yeah, 22-year-old. It's not something I hear people asking for a lot. If you want to get a great acrylic job, go to cnd.com. They have this thing. It's really cool. 
Um, it's like the, it's like a finder. HTTPS, whatever. I'll put the little thing on. I love that you're saying this where I think there's probably 80% of our listeners that would be like, what's she talking about? They do acrylics down at my local shop. You're probably right. Yeah. But if you want to find the CND like pro, we'll put up the link to the salon finder. I used it and there's like a little icon that's next to the people who are like master acrylic trainers. Yeah. And I just want to say one more thing because we yes. talked about longevity, whatever. The, the other big difference I think between the gels is the volume, the height you get on the nail. It builds up so oh, you yeah. get that Sophie style yes. drama that just was talking about whereas a gel really is just the color layer and you and don't it's shiny and pretty yeah it's yeah. definitely a little bit thicker but the acrylics you can really get like even a dome and if they shape it nicely you could draw it it's just I really want acrylics watch, now but okay are acrylics back I, i'll let you guys be the judge <laughs> okay keeping up with travel plans and a wellness routine i don't think i'd be able to do it without aloe moves. This summer, I'm going to visit my stepson in Germany. I'm staying with some friends up the mountains, doing some camping. The only way exercise and wellness is going to happen is in the aloe moves app. From beginner to advanced, aloe moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. There's yoga, Pilates, strength workouts, meditation, sound bath, nutrition, beauty stuff like facial massage. I love it. It's really easy to see why aloe moves is an award-winning app. Whether you want to start a guided program, try a new style of workout, or just stay on track with your wellness goals while on the go, Allo Moves has it all. Let's say, I don't know, you've been camping, you slept on the ground, it was cold, you're achy. Okay, it's me. Anyway, when I wake up, I go right onto the Allo Moves app on my phone, and I do one of the morning sculpt and stretch videos with Tawny Janae. They're so good. They're only like 20 minutes each, and they get out the muscle kinks and they help you do a little like muscle toning too, if that's your thing. Stay on top of your wellness routine no matter where you go. Sign up for Aloe Moves today. Join alomoves.com and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial. It's totally free. You have to do it. Plus, enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20, all caps, for a 30-day free trial and 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alomoves. ALOMOVES.com and the code is MASCARA20. If you listen to this podcast, you know better than anyone that there are so many daily skincare products that claim to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. But the question is, how do you know which products actually work? You know what I like to see? Good science and some clinical studies that take the guesswork away. Well, Ritual does that. Ritual's Hyacera is a once-daily skin supplement clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. How do I know? Well, I asked the company to see the studies. You know me. I'm usually skeptical of supplements unless I get to see the receipts, and Ritual's Hyacera has them. Ritual works with world-class certification bodies to validate their products, and their clinical study showed that taking the Hyacera supplement led to a 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. I've gotten into the habit of taking it daily, and I've really noticed a difference in my skin texture. Ritual supplements are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Ritual is also a female-founded B Corps, meaning they're holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. And did I mention how good my skin looks since I've been taking Hyacera? I think I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. 
I am always willing to try a new beauty product. Honestly, it's part of my job. I'm a beauty editor. But hair is a bit different. Once I find something that's working, I'm going to stick with it. I've interviewed enough dermatologists and hairstylists to know that habit and consistency is how you improve your hair and scalp health. Vegamore makes it easy. With Vegamore, my hair is visibly thicker, shinier, longer, all that good stuff without harsh ingredients. Every cute pink bottle of Vegamore products is 100% cruelty-free and they're never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals. Let me tell you about the Grow Hair Serum. Probably the product I'm most consistent with because I have a subscription. I've been using it almost a year and you know where I think it makes the biggest difference is probably the hair around my temples. It just looks fuller when I pull it back in a ponytail. You know what I'm talking about, right along the hairline. Anyway, if you are new to the brand, you might want to check out Vegamore's value kits, like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. As I said, the key is consistency and Vegamore makes it easy. Honestly, it's no surprise to me that Vegamore sells one bottle of the Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. Give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Fat Mascara listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash fatmascara and using the code fatmascara at checkout. That's vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, vegamore.com slash fatmascara, code fatmascara to save 20% on your first order. Again, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash fatmascara, code is fatmascara. We're here with Renee Rouleau, an esthetician and skincare expert and writer. I love your blog. It's amazing. <laughs> She's the founder of Renee Rouleau Skincare and more than a few celebrities like um, Demi Lovato, Lily Reinhardt. What's the other one? Lisa Rinna. Yes. Mm. Trust their faces to her. Welcome to Fat Mascara. So excited to be here. I know. We're so excited to have you in from Welcome. Texas. Loyal listener. Oh, oh, I love it. That's great. Thanks. Um, We'll see after this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so we want to get to know you first. Uh, but since we know how much you love to educate your clients, we also have some questions from our listeners and followers for you. So are you ready for this? Yes. All right. Let's do it. But before. Uh-oh, what? We, Go for it. We, wait, yeah. Lightning round. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I'm like, we're jumping into the question. No, we're getting to know her. I want to know who you are. You know, I've known of you for since I started. I never got to meet you. Love your hair, by the way. Thanks. Kind of like pinky rose gold. Yes. Little My Little Pony vibe. Yeah. But I want to <laughs> know work. some stuff that I feel like is going to reveal who you really are. Perfect. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, mint chocolate chip. Me too. Oh, oh my god! Yum. And um, Sarah from Olive and June too. Yeah, you're in good company. Does it matter to you if it's white or mint green? It has to be mint green. Thank you. Bing, yes. bing, 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 you guys bing. are gonna she get along. She can stay. Okay. Favorite, it's your favorite brand, and then I'll move on. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is well, like very important. I live to me. in Austin, and Bluebell ice cream is kind of like our ice cream. Yeah, we so. don't get that so much up up yeah. here. So support the Texas ice up cream up north. Okay, cats or dogs? I don't like this question. You Jen. put it on. There, I thought. No, I think you okay, put it there because I believe that you can be both. I don't right. like this this bi like polarizing binary Do thing. Dogs for sure. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Renee> okay. Does. <laughs> like all animals. Um, most embarrassing song on your playlist. Um, most embarrassing song. It's probably something old. Um, well. There's like a Hall Note song, uh, Every Time You Go Oh away. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe that one. I got one. you. Okay. It's an oldie very but 80s, goodie. Yeah. yeah, very okay. 80s. Favorite nail polish color? 
Um, I don't know if I know the names of the color, but I only use the Sally Hansen professional, like salon professional, because okay. it has the most amazing brush ever. Oh, like the salon. The oh, it's kind salon of yes. manicure. Yes. yes. It's kind of rounded. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. A game changer. I can't use any other polish. It's the best. And this is going to be handy for people. What's the best place to eat in Austin, Texas? Well, it's the place that I eat almost every day. It's called El Cholito. So if you ever come to visit me, you're going to take, I'm going to take you there. But it's a great taco stand and I'm addicted. And then they all know my name. And then once in a while when um, in Austin, there's a company called Favor. That's like Postmates food, food delivery. Mm-hmm. So they'll I'll favor it. And the people who work there will put a note on it and be like, hi, Renee. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's cute. You're that's regular. Really funny. So, but your skincare spa is actually in Plain, Plano, Texas, right? Correct. Um, so tell us how you opened that and really how you became an esthetician to begin with. Yeah. So um, I've been an esthetician for 30 years and my grandmother was a hairstylist. She um, she used to um, own the Powder Puff Beauty Shop. Oh, and so I so know. Cute. And I love so the cute. name. And so I grew up in the beauty environment with her and I knew I didn't want to go to college and my mom knew that I was always a beauty junkie. So right out of high school, I rolled right into beauty school and that was 30 years ago. So it's all I've ever done. That's all I know. And um, um, but yeah, so I started I used to live in Boston. I went to high school there and um, I worked at a salon for two years. And then my coworker and I, she was my mentor. Um, we opened um, a skincare salon together. So I was 21 when I opened that. She was, um, I think, like 13 years older than me. Um, and we had a great partnership, had that for five years. And then I just wanted to get out of the East Coast. I, um, just, I always thought you were Texan. Yeah, no. Oh. I, and I also grew up in Minnesota and Wisconsin as well as Boston. We moved a lot growing up. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to change a pace. And so I moved to Dallas all by myself. So I sold my half of the business and her and I are still super, super close. But I started Renee Rouleau in Dallas. And that was 23 years ago. And then started as a skincare spa. So offering services. And then a couple years later, started my skincare line and then started e-commerce in 1999. My brother is a web developer and built me a shop online store in 99. So I've been doing that for Early web. Yes. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then four and a half years ago, um, I was reading um, an article from Elite Daily called Why You Need to Move Five Times in Your Life. Uh, It's called Staying a Settling, Why You Need to Move Five Times in Your Life. And I read it. And and even though I've moved a lot, but the article was basically about how life is about change and, you know, opening your eyes to new, you know, horizons and adventures. And me and my husband were reading this and he said, let's move. We're not making any new memories in Dallas. And six months later, we totally relocated our corporate office and warehouse distribution uh, to Austin just because we read this article and just decided we wanted to change. What magazine was this? Um, It was EliteDaily.com. Okay, I didn't know if it was like Mary Claire. No, <laughs> I, I'm not following good advice. <laughs> I've been in New York 20 years. Yeah, what am yeah. I doing? that's 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 definitely yeah. a bold move. It was very bold. So it's but it's interesting I, you were on the same page. I feel like that's something that one person's into and the other. No, person's No, we not. were both on the same page. Um, so yeah, so I lived in Austin four and a half years ago. Sadly, my husband passed away 11 months ago. So um, a new life has started for me. But it's uh Are you going to stay in Austin? Now? Yeah, for sure. I and love it there. By yeah. the way, I, I knew about you. that. But um, thank you. You. But uh, no, I love Austin. I live downtown. I mean, I'm walking distance to South by Southwest. So if you guys would, I feel like you fit there. in there. Like it's 
it's so fun. And it's just such a healthy city. There's like hiking and biking and there's a lake and it's just fun. And yeah, I love it. So you're, you know, you've definitely been thriving since you moved to Austin. Like your brand is blown up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we I've known about you for a long time, but certainly like you're someone whose popularity, I feel like has, from my perspective, increased, increased, sure. increased. It's kind of like on a steady thing. Yeah, thank you. You know, I'm seeing this with a lot of facialist brands, though. It used to be the Derm brands, mm -hmm. the Dr. Brands, Dr. Gross, not that these are not great brands that still exist. But the facialist brands are really having a moment. For sure. Why do you think that is? Um, I think I think people really appreciate, and I don't know why it's necessary estheticians, but I think people really appreciate authority. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot to be said for when somebody creates a line that's really been working hands-on with skin. And I think, you know, I have great relationships with dermatologists, but I think estheticians have a certain advantage because dermatologists, you know, some have their skincare lines, of course, but they can kind of fix things with prescription medications all the time. And as estheticians, we're kind of skin detectives. I mean, mm -hmm. when you're with a client for an hour, you're asking a million questions, you're getting into their lifestyle. And I think, you know, we kind of see it, the bigger picture and we can't just hand them a prescription and say, okay, go on your merry way after a five minute consultation. Mm -hmm. So I just think the the level of expertise and the perspective that estheticians bring is really unique. And see, that's interesting that you just described what's going on in a treatment. And I've had facials where that definitely didn't happen. <laughs> so I want to get in some of the questions that we got from our listeners. And the first up is like, how do you find a good facialist? What are the hallmarks? Because sometimes I feel like I've been to a spa and I'm literally just like taking a nap while someone rubs cream on my face. <laughs> right. I mean, or you could just tell from their fingers they have like not done this that many times. Oh, that reticent touch. Ooh, yeah, it's like, get in there. Like, I know. know my face. Right. I know. Oh yeah, my God. confident. How, how do you find a you if you don't live in Plano or Austin, Texas? I mean, I, I think with any profession, it's always a little bit of a hit or miss, you know? I mean, I, I like, I mean, my blog is designed to educate people and I think estheticians just really need to be educated and pass that information on to their clients. I think, I think, you know, that the, my biggest pet peeve with a facial is when people just kind of go through the motions, you know, it's like they're reading a manual and they're OK, cleanse the skin, do this and do this. But there's no like um, consult, good consultation. Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you have a good facial, you want to walk away with a game plan. You want to have learned something you didn't know about your skin and you want to have a plan for how to care, you know, care for your skin once you're not having a facial. And I feel like a lot of times people just focus on doing the facial and but like then they kind of leave you hanging. And um, so, yeah, you just have to feel like, you know, find somebody that you connect with that you feel like really listens to you. An esthetician is like a skincare coach and they really should be engaged in, in your lifestyle. What do you do? Do you, oh, you travel a lot? How often are you breaking out? Like, and just, I don't know. But so you just have to keep kind of, trying until yeah. you have that experience where you connect. Yeah. Where you feel like somebody really cares. Yeah. So you're saying that, you know, a facial, a good facial, the hallmarks of it of, excuse me, the hallmarks of a good facial or a great consultation, you know, giving you some advice. What are some other things that are, you feel like are, you know, signs of a good facialist? Um, I think they really need to be in tune with what your concerns are. Um, so, you know, I always ask my clients, what are your top three skin concerns in order of priority? Mm -hmm. oh, and it's like you need to know that. And because sometimes I might look at some someone's skin and something that I think we need to correct and focus on. They don't even notice that. Mm. And so, like, it's to me, it's just all about, you know, per, a personalized experience. That's interesting. 
Um, and, and then even like extractions, for example, like, you know. She's psychic. I told you. That was our next question. Go on. <laughs> and that question came from. The best user handle ever, Sib B Vicious. Sib Vicious. S-I-double-B Vicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, are extractions good, necessary, evil? What's the deal? Why is this such a divisive topic? Yeah. So it's um, people have had good and bad experiences with extractions, right? And um, I think. I think they're appropriate if somebody has a lot of clogged bumps because the reality is if people have closed comedones and whiteheads, skincare products aren't going to remove those. They're just not. Mm -hmm. And so you have to go to somebody that like if you have bumps, they have to be released and you have to have a good esthetician that knows how to soften the skin and so that you're not left all red and that sort of thing. Um, I think, you know, having employed a million estheticians through um, all my years of owning a skincare company, but um, some estheticians are not confident with extraction. Some people don't like to hurt people, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So whenever I tell people if they really need extractions, what you want to do is you want to call the front desk and you say, hey, I really need extractions. Who's the best person you have? And if they go, oh, no, no, all of our estheticians are good. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know, like, who's the like good. Mary's good at yeah. Yes. Like, everybody, bumps. if you work there, you know who's, like, the one to go to. And that's who is you, it at your spa? Um, who's good? Shel <laughs> Shelby's great. Grania's excellent. Shelby knows how to squeeze with. How did you, how did you know they're great? Do you hear like screaming from like a, <laughs> a room or is it like they need to call someone in here like we can't, we can't get this one. Can you have a go at it? Like. No, it's more like, um, I mean, when I'm interviewing them and hiring them, like, you know, I get a facial and how do you like extractions? And I mean, they'll tell you, you know, they, they're like, oh, my God, I love extractions. Mm, like, right. like for me, when I found out at like 18 that there was a profession where people <laughs> would pay me to pick up their skin, I was like, are you kidding me? I could actually get paid for picking? I'm yeah. like, sign me up. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. I, I, before we get to the next question, I do like this about you that you acknowledge that people will touch their skin. Like, oh, is, is there a right way to do an extraction just before we get to the next question? Like, So I have a blog post called how to ma uh, manually extract or deep clean your pores or whatever it's called. But I so I talk step by step. It, it, it includes pl uh, cellophane, like plastic wrap, warm towels. <laughs> oh There's God. like a whole thing to okay. it. Because the whole thing is you want to you really need to soften the skin. You don't want to just go at it. So you have to like prep the skin. So there is a safe way to do it. Um but, um, sorry, what was the question? Like, how do you do it well, but softening the skin with like warmth is probably yeah, you like just this. yeah, you need to prep the skin oh, and, and you get that little squeezy thing and it comes out all pretty in a nice little tube. Yes. <laughs> well, and then <laughs> it's so satisfying. And then ideally, oh, pretty. you know, when there's like a little, I know, I know exactly like what's on the inside of the Biore strip, that kind of thing, but coming out of your chin. I, have, I oh my god, I have clients. What that, are those things called, well, by the way? Those little. Well, it's probably like a. Um, I always get it in here. It's like a like Me a too. white head. I mean, yeah. It's like a white head around the chin. I have some clients that will pull out a mirror and watch me do extractions because they're like, I want to see what comes oh, out. Oh, my God. I used to like make my brother when we were kids, like the teenagers. I used to um, like get like something out of my face and I'd be like, come here. Yeah. And, he would, <laughs> and he would indulge Great. me. I'd be like, sick. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, a it's, it's a universal thing. Yeah, it was thing. like just understood like that he would come and like <laughs> take a peek because I was so excited. Yeah. No, it's like such, it's so gratifying. It is. I And I talked to an expert recently who said there's like a biological basis for this. Like if you picture 
picture monkeys and how they preen and groom themselves and they're looking for skin tags or things like that. Like it's in our nature to want to like clean and care for yeah. Wow. Like skin. I was like, oh, that actually makes sense if you watch the monkeys at the zoo. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's funny. Um, okay, we have a you, – you mentioned, like, their skincare coach, so the next time, if you don't come back, you know what to do. And one of our listeners, Stefania Chikoto? Chikoto. There we go. So, Chikoto. She wants to know how much a good facial sh- should cost, which I know is a difficult to answer. But then also, how often should you go? Are you getting anything if you just go once because I happen to be in Texas or whatever? Mm. It's a great question. So, I mean, costs will vary, obviously. But, you know, on average, I'd say a facial is like 150 or something like that. Um, there are definitely... The people who really need them, you know, versus like a luxury are people that have a lot of clogged pores, a lot of acne and post breakout marks. So those are the Mm. people that, you know, like you'll see them like every two weeks because you need to get on top of those clogged pores um, because, you know, the long I mean, if the pores are congested, that's just like a breeding ground for bacteria. And so but you can't always get them all out at the same time. And you also have to be prepping their skin with things at home that make extractions easier for the next visit. Mm So so if people have a lot of acne acne, you know, every two weeks. And then um, and then once you start getting things under control, then you can kind of go more into maintenance. I'd say at the very least, um, people should have a facial like four times a year. And a big part of that is, yes, to get the facial, but a big part of that is change of season and checking in and saying, hey, you know, your esthetician should say, okay, now the weather's changing. What's your skin been doing? So to me, it's like, you know, I, I love a good facial and, and the results are, are, are a good boost to your home mm-hmm. care products. But at the end of the day, it's what you do at home. Right? right. And so because you only get a facial for an hour, but the habits that you're doing day in and day out is where you really want to have perfection. And so a good esthetician should always be working with you to customize your routine, making sure you get what your skin needs. And if all of a sudden your skin, you know, goes south for some reason, they need to be able to guide you with the right plan. So really it's about, you know, what you're doing at home every day. So you get the facial, Mm -hmm. okay? I heard, well, actually, this uh, wonderful listener, M. Kawadi, M-K-A-H-W-A-T-Y. her Instagram Yes, this is our wonderful listener. said, is purging after a facial normal? I hear that all the time. What is purging? I had no idea what they were talking about. I went to a facialist once. She shall remain nameless, remain nameless. But I left and I had like welts on my face. And I knock on wood, I'm not, I don't break out that much. I broke out. Oh, okay. So what happened? Renee's nodding. Yeah, so what happens... I generally say that if somebody gets breakouts after a facial, most of the time it's because the person doing it wasn't a good extractor. Mm. And and what that basically means is when there's something blocked in the pore, if they're trying to squeeze and get it out, if they're not softening and prepping the skin enough and they're trying to get it out and they can't get something out, because a lot of times you can't if you don't kind of really know what you're doing, then you've kind of inflamed it and you've kind of aggravated it. And then it kind of like creates like a monster. So the key to extractions, and I realize it's not legal in every state, but is to use a lancet Mm -hmm. and you pierce the skin. So you have to to know when to use it. You don't want to just be poking holes all over the place. But if you pierce okay. the skin and create an opening, then everything pops out really easily. The problem is, is especially if you're you know, using drying products, acne products, if you have layers of dead cells over there, and then you're trying to like squeeze and you're not creating an opening, it's hard, it's impossible for it to come out mm-hmm. because it's stuck under all this dry skin. So the key is 
a lancet to try to create a little opening for the skin, and then things should just pop out really easily. And just to clarify, haha, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but the stuff that we keep talking about, like, is that uh, dried up sebum, dead skin cells? What is that in these like cleansed yes. up pores? Old, that's a great question. What is that? Yeah, stuff? it's it's um, hardened oil. It's your own natural sebum that's hardened. Okay. Um, it might be excessive. It might be some like infection that didn't come out and then just kind of dried up, and so it's like white blood cells and um, just a mixed fun with cocktail oil. of, of yeah. skin goodness. You know in where there. I get like a blackhead or a clogged pores? They don't have like a blackhead, but around my mouth because I wear a lot of lipstick. Okay, on the lip line, so it's just is that just old lipstick. Well, you probably just for whatever reason have an enlarged pore there, Lovely. and then it just gets collected. In I there. have one pore where it always gets the same yeah. pore seems to fill up. What's yeah. up with that? Yeah, yeah. what is, is that, that normal? It's just it's. Am I normal for Jen? <laughs> she looks like kind of like exaggerated right now. <laughs> yeah, I did Tell just, us. I did, I did just fly in a few hours ago from Austin. But um, <laughs> I mean, um, poor formation is um, is determined during your teenage years. So, like, basically, how much oil genetically you produce. Yeah. And so, when you're producing oil, the the pores stretch out, and yeah. for whatever reason, you know, or you know, you might just have an enlarged pore because, or, or oh, maybe you had a blemish that kind of stretched out the pore. Or I had something. an ex once. And on his back, it was always in the same spot. It was always productive. Like I could always go back <laughs> there for a so... good squeeze. But it was always the same port. You must know. Did what you I'm enjoy about squeezing that? Yes, I did. did he, was he like down with it? The stream of clogged sebum that would come out of it was always like a good like half inch of like a plugged no. port. Like if I did it once a week, there'd always be the same port. Would have a nice, and I would. I, uh, did sorry, he feel I would milk lighter? It and it would be great. <laughs> milk it. <laughs> This is so, this is like Dr. Pimple Popper, like, part two. This is so gross. Jen needs to have her own show. Yeah. I'm talking to the right person. I know. Okay, moving on. Monique. Monique wants to know what... Oh, I love this question. I love this question. Because I'm so tired of getting this DM and not really knowing exactly what to say. Yeah. That's why we have the expert. Thank God. Okay. What at-home devices are worth it? You have tons of devices in your studio, I'm sure. So how I look at devices, first of all, is all about effort and energy, right? Because it's like, you know, they take time. And so you want to kind of get the biggest bang for your buck. I would say probably my least favorite home device is an LED light. And the reason why I say that is because the time and energy, the five minutes, the 10 minutes you use it, Yes, there's studies that show that it's helpful in a lot of ways, but unfortunately, you're never going to see anything, right? So it's kind of like eating carrots. It's like you eat carrots and broccoli because you know it's good for you, but it's not like you're going to see anything. Where's you the do bang it. for the buck? Yeah. So like, I'm just like, so if you want to take that time and do it, but just know that it's not like you're going to use it and also be like, ta-da, you know, whereas I like something more like a like a new face or something like microcurrent, because that's like doing sit ups for your face. And I feel like the time and energy in that investment is you can really get good results. You have to use the new face device quite a bit, though. You, you sure the compliance is a big part of it. Sure. Right? Sure. Absolutely. So what is it? Something like 20, 10, 20 minutes a day or something or a few times I, you a know, week? I, I, I've. I'm not that compliant in using mine, so I don't remember. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, no, I think it's like five minutes a day or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's like sit-ups if and you don't, you know. What does that mean? Like it trains your face. Like how do you, how does it work? So mainly what it does is it stimulates the muscle fibers. Okay. So it basically helps to create tone to the face. So like many years ago, it was a different type of technology, but it was called electrical muscle stimulation. Um, I used to do that on clients, but one of the, um, but where I kind of became a little bit of an expert when I lived in Boston was uh, for people who had uh, Bell's palsy. 
Mm-hmm. So they would lose, you know, atrophy yeah. and muscle loss, and so I would do the electrical muscle stimulation on that side and bring that back. And this doctor found out that I was doing it, and so he was sending me all of his patients because, you know, sometimes people don't come back from that for six months, nine months, and people were it was like cutting the time in half. Wow. Yeah, yeah my dad had a, an episode of that, and like your, after his face was like unfrozen, uh-huh. it was just kind of different looking on that side, yeah. like a little saggy. I don't yeah, know how else to explain it. Yeah. So you're like. Stimulating the muscles. That's cool. So radio frequency is just a updated, less stimulating version of that in a way? I, I don't personally have a radio I mean radio frequency machine. Oh, so I'm not okay. that's not totally my area of expertise. Because currently, right now, I only take clients out of a hotel room in LA. So I have a handful of celebrities that I see once a month. So I'm only a hands-on esthetician about once a month. And mm-hmm. I take like 10 clients and then I come to New York once in a while. But um so I don't like I don't work out of my Dallas location anymore. And so I don't, I'm not, I'm more but, like a traveling esthetician. And do you know what machine, like the machines that you have in your Dallas location, you are, you make sure to try all of them to be like, we're buying this one. We're not buying yeah, this one. Yeah, okay. but we don't have a radio, you fre- don't do radio frequency. frequency. But Got I think um, Joanna Vargas here in New York, she has mm-hmm. it and she's a good friend of mine. Oh, so, oh, the facialists she, are friends. That makes me oh, happy. Oh, yeah, no, super good friends. There's yeah. no competition. It's no. Nice. There's, I mean, that's the thing about being in the skincare industry. Everybody has a face. Like, you know, we're not sending, <laughs> it's not like a niche market with where we're, you know. It's <laughs> There's like, plenty of faces in the market on faces. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, all right. So I have to ask you, I know you don't do this because, you know, this is not your, your beat. But what do you think about Botox and filler? You're looking at a lot of faces. You must see some... Yeah, I have lots of, uh, yeah, I have lots of opinions about it. I think the biggest mistake, like a lot of my clients out in LA, I do a lot of young Hollywood. And so you see all these 20 somethings that are now participating in those things. And so my biggest suggestion or, you know, conversation I have with my clients is why are you doing it? What problem are you trying to solve? And if they can't answer what problem they're trying to solve, like, uh, why are you doing it? Right. Well, do they but, say, like, I just don't want to get old. Yeah. Well, they'll say my friend did it. My friend does it and she looks really good or, you know, yeah, kind of for prevention or something like, you know, for, for preventive yeah. aging. But it's like there's so many to me, um, I don't worry so much about the absence of lines and wrinkles on a face. I'm all about skin texture. Mm. small pores having like a smooth texture like to me that's you know there's plenty of people that have leathery skin and are frozen with Botox but their skin's texture doesn't look good so I'm much more about like retinol and peels and really trying to get more of a texture than as opposed to erasing every line and wrinkle I forgot which dermatologist told me this so I'm sorry if you're listening but they gave me this great analogy they were like you know it's like a couch cushion or couch cover you know, you could pull the couch cover, you can snip at everything, but if it's all like stained and nasty right. texture, like yeah. you still got the same couch cover. And it was such a clear visual. Right. For me. I love that. Yeah. Um, also, that question was from Alexandra Victoria. Thank you, Alexandra Victoria. Yeah. Um, I, what I keep hearing you say is like, and I love this, is that if you look at your own face and you don't see problems, like, what are you, why would you try right. and why, fix them? Yeah. What are you, what are and you, even asking the client, like, what do you think the concerns are? Yeah. Like, I'm sh- I, like, like I've had people like, you know, clients that are like, oh, I, I want to get like a little bit of filler in my lips or something. And I was like, oh, when you look in the mirror, do your lips bother you? And they're like, well, no. Yeah, it's, it's like, like they think it could look better. I, Is well, that I, I'm sure. But it's just like, but I just really always challenge my clients to just really think about it before they do it. Where does the real trouble start? Like, as when you said the lip thing, like, I, you know, I, I can relate to that. It's like, 
Maybe I should do something with this. But I don't look in the mirror and say, like, you're so ugly with your thin, gross <laughs> lips. You know? So I, I feel like I did, and I'll talk about this at another time. I got myself into a little bit of a pickle because I was just like, eh, I'll try it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, where do you see things going wrong for people? When uh, they say, yeah, I'll try yeah. it. Or, or or like, trying it. Like, I guess. Or like, when does it go away? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I Well, I mean, I what think. What are those signs that we should like well, stop I think, ourselves? I mean, I think the challenge is, is that most people don't realize what they look like. You know what I mean? Like you look at someone and you go, oh, not you. You went and did that. And like, you know, succumb to like, mm-hmm. you know, thinking they should do that. But they, I don't think people realize how much it changed their appearance yeah. and but then you look at them and went oh look at all that work she had done and so oh Jen and I said that about someone the other day mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> and, and, and I feel like and I feel like a lot of like if you're like I noticed this once like I was watching Kim Kardashian on Ellen and and I don't know why she was doing this but every time she laughed she would cover her mouth and so I think you know Kim you know, she it, it looks really good when she's just not smiling and doing like the typical kind of Kim face. Mm-hmm. But if once you start talking and laughing and actually having movement, I think that's when it can look you a little odd. You think she knew that she may have looked not weird when she That's what I'm wondering because she was laughing and she kept putting her hand over her face. So, yeah. I mean, maybe there's a reason why she does that. Maybe but she's like, being cute. <laughs> maybe. But it, 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 when I watched it, it felt like she was really covering. Yeah, but, but I also yeah. do know that... A lot of people, yeah, it's good if you're not smiling, but the minute you start talking and moving your face, that's when it starts to look unnatural. Totally. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's good for, like, a selfie, but actually wearing it in real life, it doesn't necessarily, like, Focus. wear well, mm-hmm. you know? I think you're touching on my last question is about this, the psychology of it, because I feel like you're half psychologist, half... Oh, thank you. Yes, expert. I 100%. Yes. Um, so just to circle back to the picking thing... Um, and just in general, when how do you know when a skincare habit has crossed over into being pa- not pathological? I'm not sure what the right word is, but where it's problematic versus what's a healthy way of either l- like looking at yourself and feeling confident or feeling like I look uh, ugly or picking in a way that's like, oh, we all do that versus picking in a way that mm-hmm. you took it too far. Mm-hmm. Like we all have faces and we get in that we look in the mirror and I could go down a like a dark hole of just staring at like a weird thing on my face for 10 minutes. Sure. Like what's the line between healthy and not healthy with self-care? I think, well, I'll use me as an example. So I, as I said, you know, I mean, I'm a skin picker. When I found out I could have a profession, I was like, sign me up. And I loved picking up my skin. Like anyone who was my brother, I was always on his back when he had a blemish, whatever. <laughs> and I remember, so my acne days were cystic acne. And cystic Mm. acne, there's hard sore knots that don't come out, right? But I would try to pick at them because you feel something. It's like it's sore. There's something in there. There's a bump and I want to get it. And I remember I'd be in the mirror, you know, poking needles in my face, like squeezing. And my husband would be like, and I'd, you know, I'd have like blood dripping down my face. And he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd go, honey, my hands are licensed. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing (laughs) as I'm like, scabbed over or whatever. So I actually had to give it up as a New Year's resolution once when I was like 26. I was like, enough is enough. I'm totally scarring my skin. Like, I got to stop this. And so I have lots of blog posts about how to stop picking. I have a no picking skin contract that people can print up as a PDF and sign. And we have this no picking twisty toy. This twisty toy she sells. Do you know about this? No. What is this? 
So kind of open it up and play with it. So uh, we sell these um, and basically it's just to keep your hands busy and off your face. So if you're driving, because a lot of times people don't even realize they're touching and picking up their face. But if they have a free hand and they're just thinking and whatever, they're in the meeting and then they're scratching their face. They Uh feel something raised and they're kind of going at it. It's very like MoMA store. It's amazing. We sell tons of these. Yeah, Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And so so I think, you know, so I think. Picking is when you're doing more damage than good, you know? I mean, mm. when you have scabs um, and you're just kind of making it worse. So even if you don't have like a dysmorphia about it, but that if you your skin looks worse, not better after you go I at mean, it. M- most people know that they make it worse. Like yeah. they went to town on it. And, you know, so I think, you know, and it, I mean, I, I get it. I, I definitely get it. But I think... Um, but then there's extreme cases and, you know, where people just literally like I, I have a friend. <laughs> she um, she was a chronic picker um, all growing up and um, her name is Whitney and we call her Wit for short. But my nickname for her was Wit Picks It because she oh used God, to always pick at her skin. Wit. And so when she got married, so she was a chronic picker all these years. And when she got married, um, she was like, okay, Renee, I, I want to have my skin good for the wedding. And I just flat out said to her, I said, if we can't get the picking under control, like I, what can I do, right? And I said, I will be your coach. Text me, like I'll hold you accountable. Those moments of weakness you have, like call me, like I'm on speed dial, I'm your hotline, mm-hmm. like I'll walk you through it. And 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 I did that for a while, but unfortunately she kind of just succumbed to it or whatever. And so on her wedding day, she had to, you know, wear a lot of heavy makeup. And Poor so in, in, the, in those kind of instances, like, you know, there is medication, you can go see a doctor and, you know, cause it's a little bit of an OCD situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the struggle is real, the struggle is real. And I have clients that I can, you know, the minute they walk in the door, I can see from a mile away who they are. And I actually have an interesting blog post about a woman um, who, so at the time she came to me, she was like 45, but all the damage from her. So what happens is all those years of her skin picking, um, when you get older, pigment cells rise to the surface and she had all the scarring that came out kind I, of with perimenopause from oh, all her years like of every of, old of, picking yes, you could see. like it, it basically came back to bite her and <sighs> stop yeah. now everybody yeah. if you're a picker yeah but yeah, I have tons of blog posts t- about it what's this called it's a twisty no toy no picking twisty toy no picking it's actually it's really cool it's a nice little desk accessory yeah. too it looks nice okay so your skin gorgeous 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 oh my god thank you I can like see my reflection not in a shiny oily way <laughs> just because it's so lumi- it's so clear oh and lo- it's a like glass it's a nice skin. sofa <laughs> yeah. and I just got off it's a plane a so sofa. I'm, I'm you not look like this off it, a plane but... that's that's insane <laughs> what kind of products do you love what what's in your daily routine so um so my skincare line is based on nine skin types so um I'm a skin type six so that's my skin type people can take the skin type quiz and figure by the out way we'll link type. to all the blog posts she yeah. mentioned and that quiz as well you don't have our, to do anything our website. make it easy perfect or you can go to renee Ulo. um thank you uh but yeah so i use that collection for skin type six and um so i use all my own stuff but i do have some other favorites from some other lines so is, what are your stuff that, that you use from your line just to name a couple um, products yeah so probably i travel almost every week and so my go-to is like my triple berry smoothing peel which oh, yes. is you brought me that last time yes. i saw you it's lovely <laughs> so good and um it has five acids in it and it's a skin peel and i use it post flight um just to kind of reset my skin because that's an in- interesting thing as well like it's so popular to do like airplane travel right like everyone's like sheet mask 
mask on a plane. But what what's important to understand is that dehydration from an airplane is a temporary condition, right? And so like people are doing all these things on a plane to try to like kind of compensate for it. But basically, when you get off the flight, as, as soon as you can or whatever, or that night or something, reset the skin. So I do the peel. And then we have a rapid response detox mask, which is kind of our hydrating acne mask. Because, um, you know, when you travel, your skin gets disrupted and people break out. Mm-hmm. And so I do that as a two-step. And it just completely resets the you know the skin. So I don't have to mess around on an airplane and do all this stuff. Because it's kind of a losing battle anyway. Because oh, through, through osmosis, you're dehydrating. And, you know, it's just so that way I don't have to hassle. So it's really more about post-flight, just kind of you know resetting. So those two products I use all the time. I once in a while I'll still get cystic breakouts, and our number one bestseller is called Anti Bump Solution. Um, it's been the number one bestseller in my line for my entire all my twenty three years of my company, and then my first skincare salon I had that as well. And it's um, it's a uh, people have sworn that it I they don't have quite get, a cult favorite. Yeah, of they yours. Don't have, people who used to get cortisone injections for cystic acne don't have to get it anymore, and uh, it's pretty amazing. And what about from other lines? So uh, for skincare or beauty in general? Eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so as I mentioned, I'm friends. Surprise us. I know. So I'm friends. Um, so I have a good network of estheticians. So jo- Joanna Vargas and I are really good mm-hmm. friends. And um, she has some really nice eye masks. So they're like, um, I think it's called like brightening eye mask or something. But I love using those. And they're just cooling. I'll put them in the refrigerator. I'm also really good friends with Shawnee Darden out mm-hmm. in LA. And she recently launched a skincare line. And she has a really nice uh, low foaming cleanser, I think it's called like daily cleansing serum or something that I put in my shower in my rotation because she gave that to me. Um, so I love her. I love that as well. Um, I for I love oh, you have a cheat sheet. I, well, I made a little notes because you, you asked me. <laughs> yeah, what else? Tell us. Um, I do love, um, as I mentioned, I'm all about like a smooth texture. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so um, I love benefits professional mm. oh you know yeah that? is so, it the, the primer yeah it, like comes in that green yeah, tube yeah, 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 and you yeah. put it underneath yeah. but like it makes you look super smooth yeah like it fills your pores but it doesn't clog my pores okay. um but i love using that and that just gives like Do that extra ha- is that what you have on now yes oh, yeah, yeah it looks yeah. great yeah thanks um although it kind of being on an airplane when i produce oil it kind of eats away all my makeup so it's probably not looking as good as it normally does but anyway uh but yeah and then um what else um hand cream i like the lano lano rose hand cream Mm -hmm. Uh what i like about that hand cream is i don't like a hand cream that then your hands are greasy and you can't touch anything afterward Mm -hmm. and so it took me a minute to get used to it because it's like it dries instantly and kind of feels matte, but it yeah, actually yeah, yeah. really repairs the skin. Like a lot of hand creams, they feel luxurious and greasy, but I don't feel like they actually like did anything. So that's a hand cream that I like. Um, These are all good ones. Yeah. I also love Derma Doctor, the KP body scrub. Oh, yeah. So, but I just saw Audrey, the doctor, she was yeah. at the Cosmoprof trade show and the formula is a little different the last time I bought one. So I asked her and she's like, yeah, we had to reformulate it a little bit. So it's a little bit different, but I still like it. But I'm just like all about smooth skin on the body. And so I just like using that on the back of my arms for... That's a good tip. You know. Yeah, she was on top of KP before everybody else knew it. <laughs> yeah. Keratosis yeah. Polaris was. Yeah. Those are all good products. Thank you for sharing. And 
Thank you for bringing the twisty toy. That yeah, this yeah. is really cool. Don't think you're going home with that because that's staying yeah. with no, that's me so I don't go trying to milk the pores of others. Uh. But also if you're in like boring <laughs> meetings and you're just like, it's just a way to keep you also just kind of busy and just like, you know. It's kind of like, it's like hard to put back together and then when you get it, you feel really excited and proud of yourself. In the same way <laughs> you do. We need to squeeze a pour. Okay, okay, I'm, okay. Done. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you so much for Thank coming all the way so to New York much. to hang out with Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate Thank it. It's time to raise a wand to Renee for flying her butt in from Texas yes. for us. Thank you, Renee. And then can I go first? Of course you can. Okay. Well, she'll, I'm, I'm talking about an exfoliator. Okay. And I like many exfoliators, but I have sensitive skin. So um, I just got introduced to this brand called Alchemy Forever of Switzerland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's like the Frenchy Swiss way of saying it. It's A-L-C-H-I-M-I-E. Um, it's actually like a Swiss clinical brand started by a guy who was a laser specialist. This gentle refining scrub is so lovely. It's one of those gomaji products that you use on dry skin. And it both turns, like it has the chemical exfoliants to like do your skin starts to peel off, but then oh, the, like little, the little beads and it's just so nice and moisturizing. And like, I'm like, are you exfoliating or moisturizing? I can't decide alchemy of Switzerland. Okay, this is weird. What? I also have a refining facial scrub. Oh. Sometimes Jen and I have a mind meld and it's very strange. It actually, it's unsettling. It, we do it, yeah. You know? Well, like, it's weird. Like, we, we really don't talk about the race. We're twin flames. <laughs> we're binary stars. <laughs> Ma, do you want to continue talking about your thing? No, or I think you I made everybody really happy about my description. What do you think? Okay. No, it's nice. I like, you could, You had me at, like, skin flaking I off. had you at gamage. Gamage. Oh, I love gamage. What's your exfoliator? So mine is, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that I'm nuts about Naturopathica. I love that brand. Love it. And they actually have, um, they, you know, if you're ever in New York and you want to go to a great spa, that's the spa that I send almost everybody to. It's so good. But their products are fantastic, too. Their oat cleansing facial polish. Little pricey. $59. Wait, this is a gentle, sensitive it's polish. It's a gentle. It's like the same idea. You could use it every day. Like, I use it as a cleanser sometimes. And the scent is so comforting, especially for winter. It smells like oat milk, if you know what that smells like. Or just like, like someone's making oatmeal. And it's creamy, like you almost don't feel the bits That's, in it. Feel this one that I just gave you. It's like this the, is a little grainier. It's a little bit okay, grainier. Okay. So my, mine is more creamy. Yours is a little bit, I think, a little pro- probably a little bit more aggressive. And then that's too strong of a word, but you got what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then the oat cleansing thing, you can use it as a cleanser or you can even use it as a mask. Leave it on for like oh. five, ten minutes and it kind of just calms your skin. And your oatmeal face. Love it. You Love like it because it. it reminds you of a cookie, I think. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.